Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, March 23, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, there's an interesting scenario brewing in the market. For now, we're going to call it the tale of two tapes. Before we get into exactly what I mean by the tale of two tapes, we're going to throw on the wall another conspiracy theory that we'll discuss a little bit later in the video. We're going to call it the next shoe to drop. Let's get back to the tape. Daily chart, SPY, what's jumping off the page? couple of things are jumping off the page at me. First, even though we had a Kabuki slash FOMC interest rate decision day yesterday, either way, both days, yesterday and today, very, very large range from high to low. Yesterday was about 100 handles from high to low. Today, about 90 handles from high to low. What that tells me about the tape is she's getting ready for a bigger type of move than we've already seen. Now, the question is, is it going to be a pull the rug out, open the trap door move to the downside, or, and here's the other scenario, or is it another test or not even a test of this trend line and then another rally above the trend line? Remember, above the trend line, she's bullish, period, full stop. So just because the market may come down to retest the trend line one more time, and it creeps lower each and every day, that doesn't mean the market's bearish until she gets below and closes below the trend line. And not just by a penny and not just one time, a confirmation would mean she's comfortably below the trend line, she's giving up the trend line, she closed below the trend line at least a couple of days, if not more. Therefore, the trend line then becomes overhead resistance. Today we had what we call a gap and crap day. So the interesting part was Mrs. Market had an opportunity today to really have another leg higher, even above the highs of day. Instead of getting rejected where they did, and we'll talk about that in a moment when we get to inside the numbers, because we did have plenty of traders that shorted the tape right around high of day. Wasn't the only time, wasn't the only attempt but they did short the market at high of day. I just find it interesting from a concept perspective when you just take away the numbers and you take away all the nonsense, take away the media, take away the wall of worry, all the things that are out there, the banks, the wars, all that stuff, whatever is out there, just take it away and say, hey, wait a minute. She tried to rally and couldn't do it. Why is that? She's getting ready for a bigger move. We don't know for sure whether it's in the upward or downward direction. But what I can tell you is, and not necessarily tomorrow, but a bigger move of sorts is coming a lot bigger than we've seen over the last even few days. Here's a 15-minute chart. Let's just look from an intraday perspective. Again, just the concept of what happens against what I teach each and every day. So this looks like an EKG. This is a very, very volatile tape. A very tough tape to trade when you look at the activity that started here and ended here. Look at all this stuff. This is not an easy tape for anybody to trade. However, 
here's what I want to show. Here's what I want to look at. So if the market was over here and it was trying to break out, ran up here, little rejection, ran up here, little rejection, finally broke out, we can call this a breakout area. Look where they ran to today. It wasn't quite up to there, but it was in that general area where it was bullish, bullish, bullish. They're breaking out, and then they broke down. So they did try and recapture that general area, not to the penny, but that general area, and they failed. So again, they couldn't recapture the former breakdown area per se. Here's an hourly chart. You're going to see this inside the numbers in a few moments. Look at this big breakdown candle. What was the high? Right here, the high is 399.18, okay? As you can see, what did they do? They ran a test of the big breakdown candle, and they couldn't get above. They couldn't sustain price above and they came back down. Don't they do that kind of stuff all the time? Let's just go right to the 1045 post. What we're saying here is if they get above 397.40, they go here to 398, not that far above, and the prize for the bulls would be 398.85 to 399, where there will likely be a bull bear battle and a reaction back down in the other direction. Isn't that what happened? Yes, it is. That was the 10.45 post, and what time were they up there? The 15-minute candle ending at 11.15, so between 11 and 11.15, after the post was made. Let's get into a little bit of a conspiracy theory. It's not really conspiracy theory. We'll just call it the next shoe to drop. It's already dropping. It's not a secret, but something is standing out to me, and I just wanted to bring it to everybody's attention. Now, regardless of whether the market is bouncing or not, you look at subsectors of the market to get clues for what's really going on. So are the banks turning around? Are they healthy? We take a look at the XLF or the KRE or any of the individual banks and we say, well, they're not really rallying, they're down, they're not turning around, they haven't really, in my opinion, hit my objectives on the downside. But what about a subsector of the financials themselves? What about commercial real estate? So I've been watching this for a while. I've been watching certain commercial real estate issues for a while. So here's one of them. SLG, SL Green and Associates or SL Green Realty. What are they? I think they're the largest commercial office space owner in New York City and most likely elsewhere, but New York City for sure. Well, look at this chart. It's 60 minute. That doesn't do the justice. Look at the weekly chart. This thing was 80 bucks just a year ago. It's 20. What's that telling you? Don't answer that just yet. How about Boston Properties? A year ago, it was right around 130 or so. It's 47 bucks. Let me tell you my theory on this. It's not a theory, it's actually reality. The real estate folks always live in a boom-bust cycle. This is the real estate investors, the commercial real estate people, the builders, all that stuff. So let's take the commercial real estate space, and whether it's office space, warehouse space, whatever it is, they're leveraged. So when interest rates are very, very low, they take out big loans, they develop a lot of real estate, they buy real estate, they have what they call a cap rate. So based on their expenses, they're going to get a return of X. It's that simple. And when interest rates are very, very low, it's easy for them to make money. But here's the thing. They don't take out 20 and 30 year loans when they buy these buildings. They take out 
floating rate loans that have balloon payments, they mature quickly, they roll them over, they refinance them, all that stuff. So what this is telling you in simple terms, just by looking at these companies that are leveraged to real estate, commercial real estate, these loans are coming due. Now, loans are going to come due all the time. There's some coming due now, there's some coming due in six months, three months, a year, all that stuff. The question is, who's going to refinance them and at what rate and if they refinance them at such a high rate that's going to flip their cap rate upside down, cause them to lose money, what are they going to do? So either they're going to, meaning the banks, are going to have to write down some of this stuff to renegotiate some of these loans, or there's going to be some defaults or a combination of two. Owners are going to walk away from certain properties. If there's defaults or write-downs or a combination of both, isn't that going to put further pressure on the bank's balance sheets. Yes, the very ones that are already under pressure today. You betcha. And therein lies the next shoe already dropping. Earnings season's coming up. When the banks report earnings, are they going to have to forward look at this stuff? Are they going to have to tell investors on their quote-unquote conference calls about the pending doom in the commercial real estate space. In my opinion, and this is just an opinion, I only know what I see from the charts and what I can derive out of my own experiences, I think this is happening right now. Back to Inside the Numbers. It was a wild tape today. What I'm gonna let you do is pause the video, read the notes, and go back to the chart to double check the work. I'm gonna give you a summary of exactly what happened inside the numbers and in the live room today. There was an early short. It was a scalp with potential. We got the scalp portion, not the potential. About five, six points for most traders, whether you're inside the numbers or in the live room. By the way, we'll circle back to stocks on the move. This was this one before the opening bell. We noted 395.60, give or take. We took profit back down at 395, a little tiny scalp to start the day. That's fair enough. Tried another one, wasn't working. Some traders got a scalp out of it. Some traders hung out for a little while. Most traders either got out with a scratch, a little profit, and maybe got hit a little bit. So that one didn't work in the middle there. Did for some traders, not for all traders. And then the third one was another short trade, and that was up at 398.95. You saw that already on the 1045 post. That one, the rest is history. And now, Let's focus on stocks on the move. So we're going to do the thing where we circle back. Three on the board today. And keep in mind, earnings season is going to start in a couple of weeks. So they'll come fast and furious again in between the end of one earnings season and the beginning of another. We're in what we call the earnings lull. ACN, COIN, and SQUARE were the three on the board today. Let's take a look at the charts of two out of the three. Square didn't get to its number, had to be an extreme. It was in the news. One of the short sellers, Hindenburg, came out with a report so they can get out of some of their short position as the stock came down as a result of their report. I'm sure they got out of some. I don't know that for a fact. I'm just saying. Accenture, ACN, was a short trade painting by the numbers. This one really didn't work. The last number worked, went back to the second number. But if you took all three, this one really didn't work. They ended up going higher. You're fighting the tape. It's a difficult trade in a rising tape, which it was in the morning. Didn't come down with the market in the afternoon. That tells you relative strength. This one will 
count to a not necessarily shit burger, but we'll call it a little bit of a slider. All is forgotten with Coinbase, three numbers on the board, open below the first two, so they don't even exist. Once that happens, they're off the board, and look what happened. They went to the third number. The opening print was 61.82. My number was 61.70. They hit it, spiked it by a few pennies, rocket ride back in the other direction. Just minutes later, they're already at a high of 65.79. Even in the same five minutes, they're at a high of 66.42. That's a whopper. We had some traders in the room got it. We had inside the number members got it. I got emails about it. I appreciate it. Awesome trade. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Remember yesterday when I took this number off the board, 169.29? Well, guess what? Put it back on the board, and guess what? They hit it today, they spiked it, and they bounced off of it. It was still unfinished business, but the longer they hovered over it, the less you like it, and therefore, it wasn't really a tradable opportunity from where I sit, in my opinion, but still, the numbers are the numbers are the numbers. Sometimes the trades don't exactly coincide with the numbers because we get into that issue of the manner in which. It means the manner in which they come into the number matters as much as the number from a trading perspective. Down on the day, chart looks terrible. Doesn't look any different than it did yesterday, other just in a little weaker. And the weekly chart you can see here, they're basically at the area. You break below these lows here, and it's good night, Irene. Is it going to be the third time is the charm? Are they going to find support and rally? At the same time, the SPY will find support at its trend line. That is a possibility. It's on the table. You need to be aware of it. We are the umpire calling balls and strikes. We don't impose our opinion on the market. We just watch what the market does, and we react when we're able to. If she gets below these lows, that's a problem, but these lows are support until they're not. If you guess and anticipate, it's a recipe for a pie in the face. Also, the IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator, and it was down with relative weakness today after trying to rally today, but it ended up finished down with a lot of relative weakness against the SPY, down $1.42, almost 1%, 8 tenths of 1%. And then we flip over to my second favorite market-leading indicator, also relative strength against the SPY. That was up 25 basis points today, not a whole lot of relative weakness or disparity between the two. However, there was relative weakness. This is my canary in the coal mine, and it walks like a duck, talks like a duck. Therefore, it's a duck until it's not, and this is what we said it was. They're just at the lower end of the range. This is... Support until it's not. High range, low range. This is a bearish pattern. Likely story is it breaks to the downside. Can they bounce it here again? Absolutely. If they break out of the top end of the range, that's a bullish signal, bearish signal down here. Before either of those two things happen, it's just a guess. What about the Q people? They're hanging in there. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until it's not. Relative strength against the SPY as well as Smash Mouth, which we'll see in a moment. And as we know, Smash Mouth is a good proxy for the tech space as a whole. Financials, weak tape, weak chart. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying without the financials, it's unlikely that the market can get very far in either direction. If the financials are weak, the market's going to be weak. The overall market, despite 
what might happen day in and day out in one sector to another, the overall market, if the financials are going to melt away, it's going to be weak and it's going to follow suit. And the market's not going to be able to get very far in the northern direction if the financials are going in the southern direction. We say that all the time. That holds true. Watch the financials, especially right now, because that's what everything is hinging on. The Fed is trying to rescue the financials. The Treasury is trying to rescue the financials. The banks are trying to tell you everything's okay. The banks are trying to rescue each other. There's stuff going on. They're never going to tell you about the next thing that's a problem that they might know about until it's a public problem. Then they'll say, here's what we're going to do about it. And it doesn't matter. They don't really care if you think they're incompetent or not, because who are you going to complain to? What are you going to do? Call up 1-800-THE-REGULATORS-SUCK? You're just going to get voicemail. Smash Mouth, good proxy for the tech space. Nothing wrong here, up 2.5% today. It's a bullish tape. This thing's been bullish. It's still bullish. Look what's going on here. 265.42 is a number I have right out of the calculator. Call it 265.50, 265, 266. Up in that neighborhood is A, magnetic, so that's where they're headed. They want to get there, and it's unlikely that they blow right on through. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.